the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. At 106 on this Tuesday, good afternoon, folks. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is dePietro.com. White House declares Russian invasion in Ukraine. President Biden is expected to speak any moment. We will bring it to you right here on the John DePietro Show. Folks, this portion of our program is brought by the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Now, right now, during this, uh, what are you doing right now for lunch? Pop in 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. They're waiting for you and a great meal awaits you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. So we are waiting. Uh, President Biden who's going to address the latest, I believe he's going to announce sanctions. Um, I believe that is the speculation that he's going to announce more sanctions towards Russia as the Russian aggression uh, continues. So we're going to uh, stand by any moment now. President Biden is expected to speak on Ukraine uh, crisis as Russia has now sent in troops. Russia has sent in troops to Ukraine. So now, uh, and also we will get a development and update from the president on what other countries are doing as well. So folks, that's where we sit right now. There is some, the big news local is Governor McKee has kicked off his full election bid and he's making his way around the state at some different campaign stops. He had a formal announcement this morning uh, where he feels that he has earned the right to now be elected to a full official four-year term. But a lot of people um, don't fully understand, which I, I get, is that he's he's really just filling out the term of Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo. He has not been elected to anything as of yet. So if Governor McKee, conversely now, in, in um, next month it'll be a full year, <clears throat> and then the primary is coming up in September. But what's interesting is um, if, in fact, he is elected and wins a four-year term, and then if he were to be elected and get another four-year term, it would be unusual that he would actually be able to serve because he's going to serve now till, regardless, win or lose in September or November for that matter. But it really seems to be the primary, but he will serve until... January, early January of next year. And then either he'll be officially sworn in as governor of Rhode Island or whoever wins the election in November will be sworn in as governor. But my point is, it is unusual that there's a potential that he would actually serve close to 10 years as governor if he can win the primary. I believe, as most people, that this right now, unless something changes, the entire dynamic of the race seems to fall to the Democrat primary. And um, this is not you go back to uh, 2014 when you had Cranston Mayor Alan Fung defeated Ken Block in his primary. And then he took on and lost to Gina Raimondo. Uh, in 2014. And by the way, that was also when the, the cool moves Bob Healy did really well in that in that race. Um, and then you have in 2018 when Governor Raimondo, um, and in that primary, Governor Raimondo defeated 2014, she defeated Clay Pell and Angel, Providence Mayor Angel Tavares. And then 2018, she did have a primary against Matt Brown, who's now running. But it was then uh, Craig Mayor Allen Fung had the primary against Patricia Morgan and then businessman Giovanni Ferrosi. And then you also had um, Joe Trillo was the independent that year. So but right now, waiting in the wings, there's no Republican candidate and there's no dominant independent candidate. I know there's a smattering of people who have never held elected office and they're running for different reasons. And there's a number of people that seemingly they start to become proverbial candidates. They're happy to get 2%, 3%. It almost starts to become like just for lack of a better word, but it's almost like a hobby that they have. They develop 
Uh, people have different hobbies. Some people, you know, play golf. Some people may uh, ski or play tennis. And then there's some people that actually they, they run for office. They're proverbial candidates. And so, um, but right now, it unless something changes, whoever wins that Democrat primary in September will be the next governor. There'll still be an election in November. But right now, <clears throat> we're about to, after this week, a week from today is March 1st. And there is uh, no Republican candidate right now for governor. So as we're standing by for, that's right, some people ride camels, some people play golf, some people ski, some people have different hobbies, and some people run for office. And some people don't read press releases that say that announcements going to follow a tour of the factory. So now I also, I can't believe, I've never heard of a news station running a campaign kickoff announcement. Never. That's normally, you know, Governor McKee, his announcement was not on Channel 10. His announcement was not on Channel 12. I've never heard of covering, this wasn't a gubernatorial speech. It was a campaign announcement. Here's where I was born, and I'm running for office, and here's why you should vote for me, and here's what we've done, and blah, blah, blah. And I've just never... I don't recall a news station treating a campaign announcement as news. So so the White House to announce new sanctions against Russia. Right now, the current sanctions don't seem to be working. Now, closer to home, there is a story that is uh, certainly taking off. And if you go to DePetro.com, so last night in Providence, I didn't even know they had this. There are some local communists. They have a space, Camp Street in Providence. And last night, apparently, was significant in the communist world. As they were having a reading, I can't tell, maybe there's under 10 people, six or eight of them. And they all take turns and they get up and they read part of the communist manifesto. Now... There's all kinds of groups, right? There's, oh, there's, there's a bridge club. <laughs> there's a flower club sometimes. I mean, there's different types of organizations and clubs. They weren't bothering anyone. They were in their own space. And then there's this group that are supposedly a white nationalist group. And they were in New England. I, I had heard, I thought, Brother Gary of Black Lives Matter told me he thought that they were mainly out of Massachusetts. And so they, a bunch of them, and they're white males, and they showed up outside, and they're yelling and banging at the communists inside that are reading the communist manifesto. And then someone called the police, and then they scattered. Well, it's a huge story today because in the middle of that, they also displayed a Nazi flag. Now, I have posted about this group. I believe they're called 131. They are... um, they're, they're an anti-Semitic group. I'm not, um, so th- this business of going after the communists, I don't understand. And then they also, the night before Thanksgiving, they took pictures of themselves. <laughs> That's right. Rivals to the moops. <laughs> Moors, moops. Hey, they're still in jail, by the way. The rise of the Moors is still in jail from that. Fourth of July little um, 95 excursion as they were on their way for some training. But they posted some pictures. Here we are posting up outside the Black Lives Matter headquarters of Pawtucket. And I, I posted pictures of it, did a story on it. No one paid attention to it. And then suddenly last night they're banging on the window, yelling at the communists. And then it's this huge outroar and Black Lives Matter claims that this group is the biggest threat in Providence in Rhode Island, which I find, all right, so, it's, and I want to give credit, Justin Katz said, all right, so it's a lot of political theater, and so this group yells up, shows up with a, some kind of a neo-Nazi flag, and they're yelling at a bunch of communists, and there's no violence, and there's nothing broken, there's nothing, no one is shot or stabbed, but of course, Mayor Alorza and Governor McKee are, you know, teeing off and everyone's weighing in on it and it's a huge deal and I see Channel 12 has picked up on it and the Globe. Um, but what what I find 
you know, the, the real threat is the violence in Providence. Like, how is this? Governor McKee has never weighed in on the gang violence in Providence. There are people shot and murdered. Uh, Maya, Maya Behrman Brophy, or Brophy Behrman, excuse me. Poor little Maya, 24 years old from Warwick, was shot and killed on August 1st. Governor McKee never took to social media and encouraged people to contact the police if they had information. Um, I think what's another interesting development of this is Providence police did show up and then they dispersed and that was like the end of it. And the communists were very quick to point out, we never contacted the police. We didn't contact the the state-sponsored police. We didn't contact them. Um, But I just wonder now if, in fact, um, I wonder if Mayor Alorza is going after and demanding to know why weren't people arrested last night when the police responded to a group of neo-Nazis interrupting a reading of the Communist Manifesto. Now, the media is also trying to, some members of the media, I should say, they're trying to hide a little bit, trying to say, well, they showed up in a reading room in a library. They don't want to say that it was a Communist Manifesto um, that they showed up. But if you want to see the video, I did post it on DePetro.com. And now, um, again, I, I just find it, I, I, listen, it was wrong. But they weren't arrested. If they wanted to protest outside, they had a right to do that. They were yelling and hitting the windows. The only part about it really was the hitting of the windows. If they didn't break the windows, they were carrying a swastika flag, according to Mayor Alorza. Mayor Alorza wrote, Providence home to diverse people, culture, uh, heat-filled actions, intimidate, cause fear. What about gang violence? We're going to make every resident feel, well, this is a joke. We're making every resident feel safe. Rights of people gather peacefully. I agree with all that, by the way. Um, anyone with information should contact the police. Well, the police were on scene. <laughs> the library director was there to celebrate the 174th anniversary of the publication of Communist Manifesto. So they were swearing at them and yelling at them. Um, but no one was harmed. No one was shot. No one was stabbed. Um Police said the group dispersed once officers arrived. There was no damage to the building. Governor McKee, t- <coughs> excuse me, tweeted. There's no place for hate in our community. The video showing a group waving Nazi flags, actually one flag, is unacceptable, disgusting. I stand with those condemning last night's acts. He has never condemned violence in the capital city. Black Lives Matter, Pack Rhode Island. There's no greater threat to Rhode Island than Nazism and white supremacy. <laughs> really? Not the shooting? Not the gangs? The gang violence murdering people? That's this, this group. A group of white males with masks standing on a sidewalk yelling is the biggest threat to Rhode Island. There's no greater threat. They terrorize the Reading Community Library. I, I listen. You have one communist group going through their readings, which they have every right to do. By the way, you know that group, they can have their own uh, protest and, and meeting. They want to do a counter protest. Now, again, I want to repeat: they didn't break anything, and they didn't harm anyone. Uh, I think. The, the police didn't show up. I don't know what would have happened if, in fact, they had um, actually walked outside. Um, oh, that's interesting. So now some of the um, propaganda, they want access to the public records request for the body cam footage. That's interesting. See, they're upset that they weren't arrested. Yep. So in, in right now, the, the progressives... This group should have been arrested. A group of people inside. Here's um, Enrique Sanchez. Neo-Nazis have no place in a diverse working class city like Providence. Their presence and actions proves how dangerous 
and stronger, fastest groups are becoming. We need to fight back. So that's interesting. So the communists have the right. Now, again, I think what is the deal breaker here is the Nazi flag. Um, I'm, I'm certainly not going to uh, defend a group of people that show up wearing masks and displaying a Nazi flag. But this is not the first time they've appeared. Um, they have been around and Governor McKee knew about them. He knew about them. So that's interesting now that um, Uncle Atheist has made an access public records request for the body cam footage. Hey, the police showed up, you know, they're looking at them and suddenly they all just started to run away. So what were they supposed to do? Um, I'm anxious to see now how this takes off. They have no place. Well, what about the communists? <laughs> what about that? What about do the gangs have a place in the society? The Providence Police Report, uh, they responded. Individuals inside attending a, a reading. Um, the, a group of neo-Nazis were proceeding. They dispatched, they received a call. And uh, striking the front window, they arrived on scene. They began to disperse. Uh, moments later, the crowd of subjects walked to their vehicles and left the area. P- police did not observe any damage to the building. So, oh, that's interesting. Patrolman Lugo remained on scene, ensured no further disturbances. Um, so then they kept a police officer there, even though the communists inside did not want the police to remain there. So, but again, you can, um, I love all these people. Um, you, sh- your community that should be met, not, but by actions, leaders need to lead. What do they expect people to do? Here's some of the other tweets that are out there right now. We're lucky to have Uprise uncovering because the insurrection showed us who these folks are. They're in our neighborhoods. They live here with us. Um, here is Corey Jones, who worked for Governor McKee. Red Ink is a wonderful new community library. Well, it's actually a communist reading space. Nazis and fascists are not welcome in Mount Hope. That's the Mount Hope area. So they are all uh, up in arms over this. And I want to repeat, folks, at 124, it is, it's frightening to see that. It is frightening to um, see anytime you see anything that resembles, you know, the swastika. It, it is. It's, uh, it's jarring. Um, it, it's, it's kind of an offshoot on that, by the way, the flag that they have. But we'll have to wait to see if then something else is done about this um that group that group if they wanted to then they should have they can do a couple of things they could protest on their own or they could have uh, peacefully demonstrated outside but you can't bang on the windows but the same people that are up in arms about this i would argue that the gang violence that has resulted in um in, in different deaths, shootings, and murders, I would argue that, that that's far more of a severe problem. But that's not where we are right now. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by, don't forget, Brood Awakenings. So what are you doing right now at 125 as President uh, Biden? We're standing by for the president who's going to speak at one. There's two locations in Johnston. There's also a location on Pontiac Avenue in Cranston and also Bald Hill Road in Warwick. Discover the brew difference, fresh ingredients, cozy environment at Brewed Awakenings. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, again, we are standing by. I want to hear what President Biden is going to say. Uh, the, the headlines are not good. Uh, I know that the White House has now finally acknowledged that it is an invasion. Uh, But as I mentioned, the headlines, defiant Putin rattles the West. Troops are entering the Ukraine. 
And a big development is that Germany is now halting their pipeline. So the cyber attacks is something to worry about. Russia supposedly has incredible uh, capability for cyber attacks. And who's to say that then they're not going to, um, who's to say that they're not going to try to do a cyber attack on whether it's Germany or Poland or even the United States for that matter. So now this is dangerous that the president of Ukraine announced that he was reviewing a request, cut all ties to Russia. Um, Look at the propaganda. Russia telling their people they're sending in peacekeeping troops. And he's hinting at looking at nuclear weapons. Um, That sounds very dangerous. That certainly sounds... um, like a dangerous road to go down. Zelensky expressed exasperation with warnings from the White House, um, hinted that they should consider building a nuclear weapons program. The country had abandoned all nuclear ambition in 1994, signing the Budapest Memorandum that issued security guarantees from the West, meaning Western countries would fill in the defense gap left by Ukraine, destroying its nuclear weapons in exchange for Ukraine agreeing not to pursue nuclear weapons development. So, you know, that's important for people that are saying, hey, this is up to Ukraine. Well, that wasn't the agreement that they had signed. Uh, and by the way, the, the president of Ukraine, he was, he is clearly in over his head. And he was actually an entertainer. <clears throat> he was a comedian and kind of rose to power by just calling out the government, he was wildly popular, the president of Ukraine, in 2019. Not so popular now, um, and especially now. Listen, he is certainly not equipped to handle what's happening right now. Um, I want to just look at some other headlines. Harvard students are COVID sheep. <laughs> we yield to irrational pandemic restrictions to get the next credential. Future leaders, we aren't good. I, I, um, anyone that is still, but this, this also falls under the camp of of Governor McKee. As far as why, why is it that Governor McKee had his announcement this morning, and there's no more of a mask mandate in Rhode Island? So there were, you know, the people that were gathered there were not in masks, and yet I, I am getting. Um, messages from people questioning what, what, where were the masks? Why weren't people in masks? Now, that only applies because Governor McKee is keeping school children in masks, as a matter of fact. So, but some other headlines. Biden set to speak as Russia troops enter Ukraine region. Uh, West plans range of uh, sanctions. Pro-Russian infiltrators are ready to pounce. This doesn't sound good. Um, Let's see. White House calls Russian moves an invasion after initially refraining from using the term. Stocks decline as Russian troops enter Ukraine. That doesn't sound positive. Uh, um, Russian escalation raises global economic risks. Germany puts Russian gas pipeline on hold, raising supply worries. Well, I'm anxious to see how they're going to respond to that. I'm anxious to see how uh, Germany is, how Russia is going to respond to Germany doing that. Because you, you have to think that Putin has some kind of a plan. What you saw yesterday was just his speech was just, you know, a, a, an hour of the rantings of a madman saying that Russia is under attack, we need to punish the West, they're coming for us, you know, that's his message to his people. Putin orders forces to separatist areas. Germany halts the Russian pipeline, that's big. So Biden announced sanctions, punishing Russia for the move on Ukraine. Now, Putin issues demands as Russian lawmakers approve use of military force. That is true. Within Russia, they have now given him the go-ahead to use the force that he wants, which is not a positive development, folks. So, no, we are standing by 
Um, I'm not going to get into, I'm seeing some other op-eds here. Why do Americans, why, who do Americans think should pay for college? That's interesting. But listen, th- this situation, it, it, if there's a lot of different effects to it. And it, it's not something that happened overnight. It's not going to be solved overnight. I am, uh, as I'm following now, some of the news reports, there's Channel 10 finally just posted something on it. Protesters holding flag with swastikas disrupt libraries reading of Communist Manifesto. So... Channel 10 has now uh, entered into it. I wonder where they got some of these pictures. They do have some uh, photos of it. I'll have to look up the, the person that... Um, but again, the, the people that were outside, they all have baseball caps on. One of them holding the flag has sunglasses on. Um, they were all wearing some of the paraphernalia of the, the group. Oh, Wow. So one of the people inside, one of them is doing the Nazi salute, which is repulsive and stupid. And it's the 131 group. I mean, that's really clear. Those are some good photos that um, whoever provided that to Channel 10. I want to see if I can find that individual. Uh, It is alarming. And Alexander Herb... um, yeah, the fact that someone in this day and age would stand there and do that, let me see if I can find him on social media, is um, it's very troubling to say the least. So now, again, th- uh, folks, I want to remind people, they, they do have a right to, people may not like it, but they do have a right to be out there on the sidewalk. Um, you know, that is, oh, okay. I think I found the person. Yes. Okay. Um, oh, wow. He really has some some footage, this guy. I, I'm not going to play this sound. <clears throat> um, I like how they're calling it a community library, but it's really just a communist library. So, all right. So he has some very good footage of the group. I can't tell if he went outside. Or if he was filming them through the glass, it's tough. They have a bullhorn. Oh, he's a, he was the one at the door. Let me just look at this. Again, folks, because of the language, I can't figure out. So some of them are doing the, the Nazi salute. Now, when police showed up, they all have masks on that say the 131 which is um, frightening. They're all white males. Let me just see if I... I don't know where these people are from. Um, oh, I don't know where these individuals are from. And again, the, the one there's one of them holding the Nazi flag, and he has sunglasses on. So, And they're standing outside. So this guy has, has very good footage, as a matter of fact. Uh, America 2022 at my community library's reading of the Communist Manifesto for International Red Book Day. So I'm sure there'll be some kind of a protest in support of them. You know, all these individuals are doing are drawing more attention to the communists. And they're actually bringing people now defending and sympathizers for the communists instead of someone saying, wow, that's pretty insensitive Russia is invading Ukraine, and this group is sitting inside reading the Communist Manifesto. But because um, they, um, because they acted in this manner, they they were uh, you know that's why the narrative is that way. Uh, last night was proof they will always come for communists first. Ah, uh, goodness. Um, now, they also tweeted out, while you're giving interviews outside the statehouse, 
we're getting punched by Nazis. Well, actually, no one was punched. Um, we were reading the Communist Manifesto in solidarity with Global Red Book Day. Hmm. We find it amazing how liberals will cancel their membership upon hearing we're reading the Communist Manifesto, but then show solidarity when it provides good PR. Communist socialists, anarchists are doing the real work, not you paper tigers. Today, neo-Nazis showed up to intimidate readers at Red Ink, Red Book Day. The threat of Nazism as our community is real. Well, they didn't, they didn't do anything except bang on the windows. Um, right? Am I missing something? That's, that's what they did and yelled at them. So it was two groups yelling at each other. That is true. Governor McKee announced his candidacy in a room filled with unmasked adults shaking hands and hugging. Children still have to be muzzled when they get back into school with their masks on. So, but this extremist group, I I don't know who these people are, where they're from. Um, I'll also say, I I like um, Mayor Ken Hopkins, the mayor of Cranston, a lot. I don't um, I don't know what he was doing at the McKee announcement. I think he said, well, he was invited and he was there with the other mayors. And I know then there was an announcement in Cranston a short time after that. But uh, I, I don't want to I don't know the whole thing. I haven't had a chance to talk to him. But normally, if you're there and someone's announcing that they're running for office and you're there, that kind of puts you, um, that kind of puts you on that team, right? That that's who you're supporting. So I kind of don't understand uh, Cranston Mayor Ken Hopkins, a Republican at the Governor Dan McKee announcement, but he was there and I think someone asked him and he said, well, I may still run. I'm just here because the other mayors are here, but I don't know what to make of that. Maybe it wasn't made clear to him that it was actually a campaign announcement for governor. It wasn't just a bunch of uh, mayors getting together. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro show, I'm just speculating. I am um, just speculating. Normally, someone who might run for the office doesn't go when the other guy's giving his campaign announcement. But that's what happened. All right. So President Biden is running uh, like way late here. It was supposed to be at one o'clock. It's not. And so, but this portion of the program, folks, again, visit the website to petro.com. You can uh, decide for yourself. Brought to you by the Coincident, a Rhode Island tradition since 1977. They're waiting for you at the Coincident, 226 Coincident Avenue, West Warwick, where you could have a great meal. They do a lot of takeout. I was just there the other day having a great meal, and they have a big bar, a lot of appetizers. Take a ride and see my friends at the Coincident. So, once again, folks, um, I was holding out thinking, okay, so President Biden's going to speak. He's going to give us the latest now, uh, U.S. sanctions. <clears throat> and um, and so we're going to want to um, carry that. And now all of a sudden, um, he is not there. Uh, as far as he's running way late is what I should say. So this um, police, neo-Nazi interrupt book reading at Providence Library, I, I think now... There's going to be people demanding, well, why didn't the Providence police arrest them? Why didn't the Providence police arrest these individuals um, who were standing on the sidewalk and, and banging? When the police went there, they then dispersed. They were yelling outside. They were banging on the window. Uh, I agree. It is troubling when you see the, the flag. Uh, and then they're doing the, the Heil Hitler salute. Yes, it is very troubling. Uh, a group of white males doing that, but police say as soon as the cruisers arrived, the group began to disperse. And the police report said protesters walked to the vehicles and left the area. Reports said officers could not find any damage to the building. Officers said activated their body cameras, according to the police report. Um, uh, but McKee to encourage those with information to contact police. Contact police about what? What, what are they supposed to? The police were on the scene. What were they going to arrest them for? 
demonstrating outside and yelling? What, what were the police supposed to do? Protest is holding flag with swastika. Disrupt communist library reading. Contact the police about what? What are the people supposed to contact the police about? The police were on the scene. There was one group inside having a communist meeting. And then uh, when the police, a neighbor called the police. And when they showed up, the group dispersed. Why is Governor McKee telling people to contact the police? Contact the police about what? See, this is all, like, it, it makes no sense. Um, let's see. Let me just also just see uh, the latest. Um, I, um, I just wonder about how much Governor McKee is going to try to take credit for um, the whole situation with COVID right now. Um, all right, let's go to some sound. This is former Bush National Security Advisor Stephen Hadley compares Putin's uh, provocations against Ukraine to his invasion in Georgia of 2008. So let me hear this a little bit. Here, um, the breakaway republics, the acknowledging of that, the, the pretext. It does seem as if the administration now is looking at sort of they didn't, Ben Rhodes told me in 2014, hey, we had a whole bunch of intelligence that we never did send out. Now they're saying all this. We noted, we see how similar the playbook is in 08. Do you look at any of this today and wonder if only we did X or were we always going to end up in this situation because we couldn't, there was no pretext before, the, before he did what he did in Georgia? When he went into Georgia, we at the time very consciously said that we need to deny him his tactical objectives, which really was to topple the the government in Tbilisi, the popularly elected government in Tbilisi, and to make him pay a strategic price. Because if we did not do that, he would consider the same play in Ukraine. And after he did it in Ukraine, he'd do it in the Baltic states. So this was very much in our mind, and this is why we took a number of actions in the wake of the invasion of Georgia, really to throw the U.S.-Russian relationship into the toilet. Um, we, uh, we also did a number of things to keep open the risk that there would be a potentially a military response, all of which to try to deter uh, Putin from going and toppling the government in Tbilisi. And ultimately, as you know, uh, negotiations led by the French resulted in the Russians basically going back to the Abkhazia and South Ossetia, where their troops had been before the start of the operation. But we really thought it was important that U.S.-Russian relations then remain in deep freeze in order to try to deter Putin from doing what he's doing today in Ukraine. What has happened between then and now is is that Putin has build a military that is much more formidable than the one in 2008. He's now deployed 150,000 troops on the border of Ukraine, and I can't believe he's not going to use them before this is over. See, that's the thing, folks. This whole thing started um, long before that, long before what's happening right now. All right, well, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee has announced he is, he would like to be your governor, even though this Neo-Nazi interrupt book reading at Providence Library seems to be kind of actually uh, taking over the governor's story just because the bizarreness of it, the randomness of it in uh, the flag. But I do find it interesting. Governor McKee saying anyone with information should contact the Providence police. Contact the police and say what? Are they going to what are they going to arrest them for? Arrest them for what? For standing outside on the sidewalk or banging on the window? Um. I know that, um, you know, the governor gave his big announcement. He's very friendly, by the way, with the mayor of East Providence, as a matter of fact. But I, um, you know, now it's official. Now things start to take shape. But what would they be arrested for? What did people expect? The same people that are saying defund the police are encouraging people to contact the police. And that just doesn't seem too square. Um, McKee formally 
announces campaign for a full term. That's true. Protesters holding flag with swastika disrupt libraries reading of the Communist Manifesto. All right. So there's two groups that are involved with a lot of theater, in other words. That really seems to what be what is taking place there. So Governor McKee made his big announcement and he would like a full term as governor. And right now, I'm also seeing, by the way, that there is going to be, as I mentioned, there's going to be a candidate a candidates forum coming up. And right now, Governor McKee is is he's not part of that. And I just wonder how long he's not going to be part of it um, before if he's not going to be part of it, he feels that he can kind of um, stay away from it. Let me also just check the latest now. Bipartisan call for harsher sanctions on Russia. Russia says it will evacuate its embassy staff from Ukraine. And that's where we sit right now. But also, folks, this is significant. Russia's upper house of parliament voted to grant Putin permission to deploy military force outside of the country. A move that could signal military forces being deployed beyond the Russian-backed separatist regions, which would in fact be Ukraine. So, President Biden was supposed to uh, address the world, really, as much as it's the nation, but he was supposed to address the world. And um, that has... That has not happened. That has uh, not happened as of yet. So I'm not exactly sure uh, what the the, the delay is. But right now, that's where things stand. And and normally, you would think, I mean, the White House gave a kind of a hard start on, on, um, we also see this. Harris Faulkner compares police beating of Canadian freedom truckers to George Floyd. I, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Do I care about the Canadian truckers? Uh, I did care. Um, it seems to be over right now. I'm not. Um, I don't know about that. Um, I cannot find any update than where we are right now with the fact that maybe it it could be possible that the Biden administration is delaying their announcement because they they just don't know what to. Oh, let me also play this. Tucker Carlson went after um, Congressman David Cicilline last night. Uh, Let me play a little bit of that. Systemically racist, a white supremacist hellscape defined by slavery. In other words, an evil nation. Those people are always the first to claim that you hate America if you dare to disagree with them. That happened to us over the weekend. For months, we have criticized Joe Biden's lunatic push for war with Russia. Nothing about that makes sense. It's not foreign policy, it's self-harm, and it's a lie. Russia is not America's greatest international rival by every measure. That is, of course, China. Ukraine is not our vital ally. We have no legal or moral obligation to defend Ukraine's territorial integrity, even as we surrender our own to the rest of the world, letting millions in in a single year. Ukraine is not even a democracy, despite what Joe Biden endlessly claims. Ukraine is a corrupt Eastern European autocracy that has spent millions of dollars lobbying politicians in Washington and, by the way, made Joe Biden's family rich. Those are not Russian talking points. They are entirely true. And because they're true, no one in the administration is willing to debate or rebut them, not for a second. Instead, they just call you a traitor. Here's MSNBC. What does it say that you have people like Tucker Carlson and Fox News drumming up support for Putin? Yeah, I mean, look, it's not frustrating, it's sickening, uh, it's un-American. This is the same person who went to Hungary uh, to interview Viktor Orban, but this is, you know, a continuation of the propaganda machine of Fox, so it's not surprising, but it's really, really disappointing. So now it is, quote, un-American to defend America's national interests. Shut up and support war with Russia. 
That was Congressman David Cicilline of Rhode Island. Cicilline was particularly exercised that this show had sought to interview Vladimir Putin. NBC News interviewed Vladimir Putin not long ago. That was completely fine. But our efforts to do the same are not allowed. They're, quote, un-American. Joe Biden's legal advisor, Larry Tribe, agreed with this. On Twitter, he accused us of, quote, treason, which as a former Harvard Law professor, he knows perfectly well, is a death penalty offense. Arrest the talk show host. So how seriously should we take this? Well, it's pretty clear where it's going. First, the NSA spied on our emails and texts. Now they're accusing us of treason. We got it. They want us to be quiet. But we won't be quiet, and not just because this is a news organization. Because we're Americans, and we can talk to anyone we want. We can have any opinion we feel like having. That is not treason. It is not un-American. It's the whole point of America. It is our Bill of Rights distilled. So today, we sent another letter to Vladimir Putin asking for an interview. We hope we get it. We also sent a message to the president of Ukraine. We would like that interview, too. Now, neither one of these men runs a democracy by traditional American standards. Both of them are tyrants. But they're in the news, and we would love to talk to them. An interview is hardly an endorsement. In that same spirit, we've also reached out to Congressman Cicilline's office, inviting him on this show. David Cicilline is a former mafia lawyer who represents one of our most corrupt states. He is a repulsive man. Is it immoral to talk to him? No, it's not immoral. It would be interesting. And so we hope Congressman Cicilline accepts our invitation. Wow. I will have that clip up shortly after the show. Folks, good afternoon at 1.52. I'm still seeing President Biden speaking soon. Russia orders troops to Ukraine. But it's 1.52, and that was supposed to happen. Uh, well, that was supposed to happen um, definitely Let's see, 53 minutes ago, he was supposed to speak at 1 o'clock. So uh, I am conscious of the clock. Hey, this portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Stop off and see them. Delicious food is waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. They also have the big deck outside, which I can't wait to sit outside and uh, and have a drink as the weather starts to um, continue, thank God, to uh, to improve. Folks, as I've been saying, and again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at our website, which is uh, DePietro.com. It is, um, as I said, I mean, this it's not your imagination. I was saying to someone, this has been a tough winter. This has been, you think about it. I mean, Thanksgiving seemed normal, and then after that, COVID just really took off, and then all the restrictions came back, and um, <clears throat> things have been upside down. The month of December was kind of upside down in January with all the snow and freezing weather, and even this week, the weather is um, is somewhat kind of up and down, and you know it's supposed to be nice tomorrow, and then we may get snow on Wednesday, but uh, the good news is a week from today is, in fact, March 1st. So... I, I don't we're going to have to wait and see what's going to happen with uh, President Biden. The The problem is, you know, things are are moving in the wrong direction as far as the situation uh, with Ukraine and Russia. Um, there is not going to be a de-escalation. It's it's going into the other other areas. It's just a matter of how far they are going to go in. Hey, folks, I also want to remind you that if you're in an accident. Did someone hit your vehicle? Maybe small dent, nearly total vehicle. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. Call them today, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. You can depend on West Fountain Auto Body. Kenny, Patricia, they'll repair your vehicle, showroom-like condition, get you back on the road. If you're listening right now and you were in an accident, if you can drive your vehicle... Call and make an appointment. Call them first, West Fountain, 401-272-3340. If your vehicle was so badly damaged that you can't even drive your vehicle, then you want to tell the tow truck operator to bring your vehicle because the tow truck operator will show up. Where do you want it to go? Tell them West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. It's West Fountain Auto Body. So, folks, again, I, um, 
You know, it's one of those things. The president said he was set to, uh, or the White House was saying President Biden was going to speak. And uh, the time they gave, they initially said two, then they moved it up to one. And now here's, you know, here's where we are. It's 156 and it's not happening. But it's, um, or at least he certainly didn't speak then. So it's just a matter of what it well, I'm also seeing, you know, after the trucker protests in Canada, they're trying to figure out, you know, was this just like a one time off blip or is this going to be something bigger? Now, the convoy organizers are going after they want to shut down the D.C. Beltway. And as I had, you know, we talked about earlier, two weeks from tonight, two weeks from tonight is scheduled to be. President Biden's State of the Union. And already, I think it looks terrible when they're going to have, um, they're going to have, they're already putting the fencing back up around the Capitol. I'm seeing that the Capitol Police are requesting the National Guard again for the State of the Union speech. Um, it's just, um, you know, when you get into that type of direction, when when they have the fencing up around the Capitol, and never mind, I mean, this is uh, this should be some kind of a State of the Union speech with with President Biden, with with what's happening on the other side of the world right now, uh, with this situation with with Russia, Ukraine, and you know, the president has low approval ratings um, right now. As things stand, people are just so disgusted with what's going on in the nation. Between inflation, as I mentioned yesterday, you know, the things that jump out at people, like the price of bacon. You know, you go to the grocery store and you want to get bacon is like eight bucks. Um, and it's, you know, that that to me is um, that to me is the the type of thing that. Of. um that that really just catches people's attention when you know little things like that that you would want and then all of a sudden um you know that's where people really notice just how expensive things are so all right at any moment now we're not gonna have it but uh right now it's 158 and you're listening to the john DePietro show on am 1380 and 99.9 fm now folks i will be doing facebook live uh later on either today or tonight, but this situation, all the footage overseas is, in fact, the troops moving, uh, you know, continue to move in, and Biden, uh, Putin is calling them peacekeeping troops, but right now, uh, even the White House is using the word invasion, that this, um, the invasion that is happening right now with Russia invading Ukraine and then President Biden is expected to announce more sanctions. So, folks, coming up again, it's John DePietro. Enjoy this Tuesday. Coming up, you will hear the 2 o'clock news. And then it'll be the John Dion program. Remember, if you'd like to reach me, go to the website, dipietro.com and click on Contact John. So we will see where all of this falls. Stand by for the 2 o'clock. WNRI Winsocket.